Welcome to another Win the Day podcast with your host, Randy Miller. Welcome to another Win the Day podcast. I'm Randy Miller, and our guest on this podcast is Reverend Brennan Hurley, Associate Pastor of First United Methodist Church in Taylorville and also Pastor of Stonington United Methodist Church. Pastor Reverend Monsignor Hurley, welcome to Win the Day. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to be here. This will be fun. It will be fun. It will be fun. Well, uh, uh, Reverend Hurley uh, has gotten the cliff notes for what we're going to talk about. So uh, we'll just jump in the pool today. There'll be two of these that we'll do with Reverend Hurley. And the first one, as we've done with our other guests, is to ask the question, why do some Christians have a fringe or marginal relationship with Jesus Christ? Uh, Reverend Hurley, what's your uh, ecclesiastical answer to that question? (laughs) Um, Well, I I guess my thought, my first uh, thought would be that it might be helpful to frame this question, um, not so much in terms of I, but in terms of we, um, or not in terms of you or me, or, but in terms of all of us, uh, Contrary to our sort of individualistic culture, church is a church is a collective noun um, in that it's uh, we're all sort of parts of the whole. And um, I I like to on on this and other things I like to come back to baptism actually. So I'm going to read f- for you um, a little bit from our uh, baptismal covenant out of our United Methodist hymnal. And I, and I can only speak from a United Methodist perspective, but. Um, uh, these are some of the things that we say um, as a congregation when uh, someone is baptized. We say, we will proclaim, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround this person, whomever's being baptized, with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Um, uh, and then we say we, with joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. Um, and there's one more I wanted to, um, Oh, we renew our covenant to faithfully participate in the ministries of our church um, with you. So th- there's, there's a lot of uh, together going on there. Um, and hopefully it's more than just the words that we say when someone's baptized. But um, I, I guess my thought is if someone sort of falls away, which I think, um, you know, if anybody who has ever been a part of our, been a part of a church, you know, we know, we know what we're talking about here. If somebody falls away, um Perhaps the church ought to take that as a sign that we didn't do as good as we we didn't do as good of a job as we should have. Um, that we maybe haven't upheld our end of the bargain to support this person and to um, reach out to them and to to pray for them and to um, support them and to listen to them and and, and all these things. Um, so I, I wonder if it's a failure to live up to the baptismal calling that all of us have um, uh, have have taken uh, if someone in our midst begins to to drift away. There's some accountability there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Let's rewind the tape a little bit further. Uh, when that person decides to be baptized uh, per what you have described, uh, should they, well, I guess, let me make it a statement. They, in my, in my mind or my heart, I would think they should have uh, made a decision to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and, and then shared that with uh, you all, shared that with pastoral staff, shared that with somebody saying that, you know, uh, I, I, I want to make a change in my life and I know I can't do this alone. And I know that, that the Bible states that, you know, I, I need to be a part of a, a church, a part of a body to not only make me accountable to Christ this way, but for me to be made accountable to, to others in my church. Is, is the, does the person come with a heart saying that when they come to you and, and want to be baptized? Well, um, I, I, I should say we, we baptize infants also in the United Methodist Church. So, um, for instance, I just baptized my, um, uh, well, at the time, four-month-old daughter a few weeks ago, and that's a that's a whole other thing, wonderful thing. But anyway, um, we when we have infant baptism or children baptism, um, we, we sort of ask the parents to um, make a, a profession of faith for them until they can do it on their own. Um, and that's but, more yeah, of a ded dedication of the child to Christ as well, isn't it? Um, well, I mean, we we would view that baptism as the same, functionally the same as an adult baptism. Um, if the our sort of basic theological premise would be, this is something that God is doing, um, not something that we are doing, uh, and and therefore the the like things like the amount of water did they get their, the tip of their nose under the water or, or are they able to uh, you know uh, verbally profess some sort of faith um, is actually sort of a secondary question but but anyway to actually answer your question <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's put it in the context of adult baptism um, okay so we're going through it we have a confirmation class right now um, we've got sixteen teenagers who are um, many of whom are baptized some of whom are not. Um, with most of them were baptized when they were infants, some were not. And so, um, by the end of our confirmation class, we hope that they will say, sort of say, yes, we want to do this. Um, and for me, I, I guess I would think, I, I think that baptism is, is, is a very early step in one's, um, journey of following Jesus, um, and it's it's in baptism or uh, baptism is a very early step, and in those early steps, this is when we learn to trust God first and foremost, but also um, learn to trust our um, the the wider body. Now, um, if we compare it to a um, um, just a, a human life, a, a baby. Okay, so I've, I've got a baby. She is she is really vulnerable right now, right? She's very trusting, but she's vulnerable. She can't do a whole lot on her own quite yet. She needs a lot of extra care. Um, and so I think that's kind of how we need, to, we, the body of the church have to treat um, baby Christians, you might say, 
Um, and not not in a demeaning way, not in a I have it right, you have it wrong sort of way, but in a way that just says that, hey, we need we we have this awesome responsibility um, to to support these folks as they're in this vulnerable period um, where uh, they have probably lots of questions and are unsure about things and are are really exploring. And that can also be um such a fruitful period of growth too. I mean, imagine the difference between a newborn and a one-year-old just night and day. Um, And if, so then if you take that versus somebody who's, um, you know, 86 to 87, there's not that much of a, you you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that, that is, that is a, that is a period of um, potential tremendous growth that we need to do our best to nurture. And if that person falls away, I think, yeah, some of they have some personal responsibility in that. Um, we can't deny that. But at the same time, um, sometimes we need to, you know, turn the thumb around and point point to ourselves too. I think absolutely. I want to do a couple of dig downs on on something that you just said. Uh, two different points. One is it sounds like to me, uh, and again, everybody terms it differently, and 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 that's not a bad thing. But from what I'm hearing is is that uh, in in your ecumenical uh, denominational thinking, the, the baptism really is the person saying to Christ that uh, I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want to have some kind of personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and then secondly, from what I've heard, and, and I've seen this, I've got white hair. I've seen this uh, back to the 60s when I was a little kid. Uh, someone would uh, profess uh, Christianity. They would ask for forgiveness in whatever denomination it is. But then after they profess, uh, the people in the the church uh, think that they've automatically, you know, they're automatically 40 years old in in Mm -hmm. Christian terms and spiritual terms. Mm -hmm. And then they come down on them when they do something wrong, and then they fall away. And then we as the church wonder why. Well, you know what? They didn't do that to themselves. We did that to them because we didn't encourage, we didn't pray, we didn't come alongside them and and show them God's love. Uh, And sadly, uh, 50, 60 years later, uh, Mm -hmm. some, not all, but some in the church, are continuing to do that. And then we wonder why people don't want to have what we have. Yeah. Well, and um, maybe again, to put it in terms of the sort of regular human life cycle, um, when when someone, we we tend to think of an adult as someone who's 18. um, And, uh, but, but we know just intuitively that there, there is a, um, there is a long transition from childhood to adulthood and it, it's a little bit different for every starts at different places for everybody. Um, but it's not as though, okay, the second you graduate high school and you move off to college or whatever you're going to do that suddenly you're an adult who, you know, is responsible and, and pays their taxes on time and, and all these things, you know, um, we, we as a society, as we should give some latitude for young adults to, um, once they've said, Hey, I'm an adult, uh, to grow and, um, uh, to make some mistakes. And, and I think, I think that's applicable for our, for the, for the church too, that, as you said, we, um, uh, we, we've got to 
give some room and and not just for the those new Christians either because um those who've been a Christian for a while too tend to slip up about just as much you, you know and well, yeah, yeah 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 if uh, I, I think it was uh I'm gonna butcher the quote but if I think it was John Maxwell said something along the lines of um God uh God uses people who mess up all the time because he doesn't have any other options you know <laughs> preach it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all human, uh, and we're all trying to get to the same place, which is heaven. But uh, the path there is not a straight line. Yeah, yeah. We're visiting with Reverend Brendan Hurley, who's associate pastor of First United Methodist Church in Taylorville, Illinois, and also pastor of Stonington United Methodist Church. And Reverend Hurley, uh, as we wrap up this particular portion of the podcast, um, why do you think it is that Christians, the uh, people that believe in Jesus Christ, suffer from what I call the roller coaster syndrome, to where uh, they they feel sometimes they're at the top of the mountain and sometimes they're way down in the valley, and their relationship with Christ, however it is, however they practice it, just is not on a steady road of growth. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I I think actually that should be expected. Um, uh, John Wesley was one of the founders of the Methodist movement in England in the 18th century. And he talked about the Christian life as, uh, he said, going on to perfection, going on to perfection. So, um, and, and you say, well, you can't be perfect. Uh, well, Jesus says, be, fa- be perfect, uh, on earth as your father in heaven is perfect. Right. So I, I don't think he's talking about being flawless or sinless, but the idea that, um, sort of heaven is our goal, not just as as a place we go when we die, but um, in terms of, okay, so we want uh, God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're, we're going towards something, knowing that in this life we're not going to reach it. Um, so if we're going on to perfection, um, what Wesley would often talk about how, and these are my terms, um, the, the Christian life is hopefully two steps forward and one step back. Um, and excuse me, and we can't get so caught up in the one step back and think that that's the end. Um, because, and, and sometimes it's two step forwards and two steps forward and 10 steps back. It's just, it's the way life is. Yeah. Um, of all the omnis of God, um, omnipresent is probably the most important one. Um, God is not the omni fixer of our problems. God could be the omni-fixer of our problems, but for whatever reason, God is not always the omni-fixer of our problems. Um, but when we go down in those valleys, um, the 10 steps back or the one step back or whatever it is, um, the our doctrine of what we call the incarnation, God with us, uh, God is right there with us on the, on the 10 step back or the one step back. And uh, and hope and and helping us to get back to the two steps forward and and the idea is that by the end of our lives or by the end of the day or by the end of the week or by the end of the year, we hope that we will be a little bit closer to um, to perfection than we were when we started. Um, and so I I think that uh, just because we're human beings, uh, 
this roller coaster syndrome should be expected. And if we, if we don't feel like we're on a roller coaster syndrome in one way or another, then um, I guess we should probably expect it <laughs> to come soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of that, uh, you can call it a variety of things. It's, it's Satan, it's the devil. It's, it's all the forces that are working against us to have the relationship with God that, God wants to have with us, uh, but you can call it anything you want, but there's, and, and you're absolutely right. That's human. We, we, God made us as humans. We're not perfect. The only perfection will be when we get to heaven and to use the Super Bowl analogy for, for those of you watching this, the Super Bowl was just a couple of days ago. Uh, this is the pregame show. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and we want to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah. you know, we, we've got to go through the pregame show to get there. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift hasn't made it to the field yet. <laughs> Another Taylor Swift joke. Oh, there my you go. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a Taylor Swift in. All right. Well, this is the, the first podcast of two that we're doing with uh, Reverend Hurley, and uh, we'll be doing a second podcast with Reverend Hurley on the question, how do fringe or marginal Christians deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm Randy Miller asking you to win the day with Christ. Thanks for listening. Find out more and sign up for our podcasts by joining us on our website, Facebook, or YouTube at winthedaylife. That's winthedaylife.